nature strip in full flight here in the Tab Concord. And at his third tilt of the race, he's a big winner today. Nature strip won it by three lengths to Wild Ruler. Trekking third. Jamea wide out, swapping them with a big run late. Robo Deer and Jamea. Robo Deer and Jamea. I think Jamea went home best. Basically picks up where he left off in Brisbane. This is a demolition job in the tramway. Eased him down, Zaki, to win it by two lengths to Aramayo. Riadinia half in front and neck in front. Figured over, lunges the outside. Oh, this is awfully close. Great racing at Royal Randwick yesterday. Those four feature races were thrilling to watch and we saw two of the best horses in the land strut their stuff at Randwick yesterday. Nature Strip finally winning a Concord and Zaki is back. Is he the best horse in the country at that distance and, and longer? Because Nature Strip really proved he's the best sprinter in the land until Classic Legend comes along and does something similar maybe. Who yeah. knows? Well, it's going to change week to week now, but the two big guns did deliver and they delivered big time yesterday. So exciting times ahead, plenty to talk about and looking forward to it. Yep. That was very short and sweet. It was. It yeah. was. I thought you might. He had I left, some, I left some room for you because oh. I thought you might have some breaking news or something. Oh, no breaking news no, from okay. me, Ronnie. I don't know what you're speculating, mm -hmm. but it was a great day. I think we we saw two horses that are going to be dominant in whatever races they um, step out in all the way through spring. Obviously, Zaki was amazing. But for me, Nature Strip, I think he's back you know, I think this is going to be his best spring preparation we're going to see of him. So set the scene for us when you saw him walk into the yard. Well, I went down to have a look at him first because he's caught me off guard a couple of times in the spring, especially in this particular race. And I think he's had, you know, excuses when he's presented um, first up into the preparation. And Chris has just worked him out now. He knows he's got to have him really tuned up first up into the spring. I always talk about this because there's such it's much easier getting a horse ready first up in the autumn than it is in the spring because there's such a shorter gap in between those two carnivals and they retain so much residual fitness and a horse like him he needs it because he just does everything 100 miles an hour 110 percent in his trials in his work well not necessarily his gallops but his trials and definitely his races so he's got to be spot on right from the start mm. uh, he didn't but yesterday he didn't really do it at 100 miles an hour. He was very, very controlled in what he did in that Concord yesterday, wasn't he? Is that a different yeah, no, nature strip that we're seeing evolve? Well, and I would ha I'd have to say the field probably wasn't as good as it was last year. And there was nothing, lay you know, really, they let him have his own way, which is exactly what he wants. He loves to be in control. No one served it up to him. First up, everything went to script. He jumped out a little bit slowly. He mustered speed, and James knew that he wanted to, you know, give him a trouble-free passage. And I think that it just showed he was able to kick off a really good tempo. He's 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 the best horse in that field, and I would want to see him doing what he did yesterday. I agree with everything you say, but the question is, you know, like the big dance floor, the Everest, the high pressure cooker moment. Uh, that's not going to be the style of race that he, he eats up. You know, he eats up. He has this for breakfast when he just ambles the front and bluffs everyone out of the lead and can get into that rhythm. So when the high pressure comes in a, a race like the Everest, which he's been to a couple of times, um, is he going to crack? Is there going to be some hotheads there 
Um, just get on their bikes a little bit early, take him out of his rhythm. We know he can come out a little bit slow out of the barrier. It's not going to be uh, like this. Look, he's, he's like a rocking horse here. He, he, this, is his, this is his stage. But it's, the question is the big dance floor. Yep. Who says it's not going to be like this? That's, well, the, that's the thing is we've seen, we've seen Red Zell do exactly what he's doing in this, this run into Everest. So I think we just have to just be uh, judge him by how he's come back this preparation. Know he's got a big 1,200 metre Group 1 performance at Randwick in him. Mm -hmm. Know that he can win a big Group 1 race and that know that he's in as just as good a form in, in the autumn as he is this spring. So I think what's, what we can say is he's back just as good as we've seen him previously and he can win at at 1,200 metres at Randwick. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, his TJ Smith run told you that, and the market tells that he's the ruling favourite. But there's a lot more water to go under the bridge um, with this horse. But like, I, I, could, I, I must say, I agree with... I think he's come back, even though he's an older horse now. Look at him. He's, he's trouble-free. Yeah. He's, 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 in, he's injury-free. He's trouble-free. He's happy. He's... Um, He's in really good shape. I suppose when you're looking back at this, at the horses who are in the market for the Everest now, all these horses have to do is come back just as good as they have in previous preparations. But Nature Strip had to come back better than he did last spring to be competitive or to win this race. Hmm. Classic Legend has to just come back. If he returns to his old form, he's obviously a winning chance. Gitra is exactly the same. And then there's this emerging sort of bunch of three-year-olds. They're the ones that are the unknown and obviously another horse that we'll talk about later on in the show, um, you know, the new Everest horses that are coming through Melbourne, Mask Crusader being one of them. Yeah. There's not really much to say about the Beaten Brigade other than Wild Ruler just ran into the wrong horse. Um, Trekking did what we expected. He, he's not a 1,000-metre horse, so he gets more than a pass mark. And, well, let's say just a show-off, that lovely show-off run from Handle the Truth there for the Kosciuszko. You, mm. could, you could just about put his name in the field. Yep. He has to be picked yeah, when we get to that. Uh, a market for the Kosciuszko a little bit later, but here's Chris Waller and James McDonald after the Concord. He's come back so well and uh, he's had a trouble-free prep and he looks like he's in for a good spring. And I think again today you could see he actually raced a lot more tractably and he allowed Wild Ruler and Trekking to be in his sights. and. Um, I actually thought when he topped the rise with Wild Ruler still on the bridle that he might come with us, but it was great to see him show that acceleration and, and leave a bit of a gap in there. What do you do now? Is it, uh, is it that four-week gap into the, the premiere? Is that the most likely path? Yeah, it is, it is really. He could run in two weeks' time as a $500,000 race, but here at Randwick, but realistically it's just about longevity with these horses and we've seen where he's at and we know he's got a couple of big, big races to come up and we'll see how he comes through today and keep our feet on the ground, that's for sure. I think last year we made excuses for him, but the fact was he was getting taken on by horses that were giving themselves no chance, but he didn't have a plan B, he couldn't relax. If a horse takes us on now, we can take a sit quite comfortably and I think that's the difference between now and then. Yes, he's had allergies and lots of other things and I dare not say that he won't get them this spring but we'll be keeping a watchful eye on everything and uh, making sure there's not too much pollen in this stable. He's come back in tremendous order. He's Stu and all the team at home, they do a good job with him. He, he rides them every day and um, I can safely say he's, that's the best I've ever felt of him first up. And just what do you feel that is going to enable you to do through this campaign then? Oh, it's just a, he, 
I, I think the writing was on the wall with his last TJ win when he when he they decided to take him on and that backfired for them and then he he able to take a sit and and show that at least a lethal turn of foot that he's got but sustained speed and um, I couldn't go slow enough at the furlong I was just coasting through his gears he's he's so balanced he's just in a really really good frame of mind and I um, mean everyone can see that when he's walking around in the parade ring and around at the start and walking back after a race is in, he's just in a good frame of mind. He broke 33 for the last 600, 32, 62, 32-62, and Jason Donald said I couldn't hold him slow enough at the furlong. Uh, lost in running a, a similar type of horse to nature strip, Lizzie, who likes to, to roll, mm. who likes to, to be that dominating horse. Yep, he certainly does, and we'll soon find out where they're going to be placed. It's so important to kick your campaign off you know, in, in good style, and that's what Nature Strip has now done. Mm. So $4.50, they were equal favourites before yesterday, $5 uh, Nature Strip and Mask Crusader, and there's the very strong second page, the Inferno, $21. Yesterday at Mooney Valley, won the Group 2 McEwen Stakes, and straight after the race, we'll hear from Cliff Brown, he's saying, look at me for the Everest. Well, a few people are, you know, they were talking, of, you know, about the leader, Putin Sky being a um, Everest candidate, and mm -hmm. Inferno goes straight past, and what a record he's got in Singapore. He was beaten first up, but ridden quiet there. Um, there'll be talk about him. I think he might be more of a candidate to say, well, let's have a, come here, let's have a look at you, show yourself off, and if you shape up against the, you know, the, the big boys, Mm -hmm. You probably might get a slot, but you got to. I think he's, he's one of them horses. You, you want. I think he'll have to come here. He's got two options: the shorts in a fortnight, mm. or a month to the premiere. Maybe the premiere. Maybe the and premiere. That's, that's potentially where Nature Strip could go there as well. Well, he'll learn. He's, you know, there'll be still people hanging off. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's happened before. Well, Cliff Brown spent a long time in Singapore. He's back home now. This was one of the horses that brought him back home, and here he was after that win at Mooney Valley. Look, I think he could be an Everest horse. You know, I think after today I wanted to wait and see, but I think, and the beauty of him is he likes firm, he likes soft, so, yeah, I think he could be that sort of smoky for that sort of race. How do you improve since the Regal Roller run? Oh, I, I really mucked that first start up, I really did. You know, I had him too, uh, too big, um, I had to go away and, and look at all my notes and what I'd done and everything like that, and, uh, yeah, there was plenty of improvement and plenty of things I had to change. So there's uh, the Inferno. Now, other Everest horses have been out and about. Rothfire, first of all, in Queensland. He's had two terrific trials now. He, he ran fast time in his first trial, and here he is with Jonker. Uh, Rothfire in front of Jonker turning for home at Doomben. Well, I'm, so, I'm excited to see him. You know, those two trials are great. We know he's got the X factor of um, you know, coming what he did early on. And, and after that injury, these two trials have been lethal. So McDonald gets to ride him, and we'll see what his assessment of, is he, of him first up, because, um, boy, oh boy, he's a sharp horse. He goes to the shorts. Yep, looks very natural, doesn't he, in mm. his act. I mean, he's always been such a beautiful actioned horse, and, yeah, it's good to see him back. Looking forward to that, mm. <laughs> the shorts. That will be a, a mighty clash. It's been a, it's been a terrific build-up for that horse to come back from injury and the slow build-up and all the work that's gone into him. 
Uh, let's hope we see the best of him here in Sydney when he arrives in a couple of weeks' time to take on this wonderful shorts field. Let's go to the other trial during the week in Sydney, Guy Tra, his second trial. This time he travelled across town to Randwick and uh, he's in the blue and white colours, tucked away about fifth, about to get clear, and that's Animo in the Godolphin colours out wide. It wasn't a competitive trial, it was slow time for the class, but uh, G-Tra, well, we know he's just a racehorse, and he, he quickens up nicely. This last little bit of Animo is just beautiful, um, in, a, in a lovely frame of mind there, just ambling home. As he looks like he's like grown Animo, doesn't he? Yeah, just on the a glance there on uh, the vision. Well, you can just the height of them. You know how big Guitra is and he looks as though he's just as big as him. Yeah, no, he's a brute. Uh, Guitra won the Concord last year and went six weeks into the Everest. This time he goes to the shorts four weeks into the Everest. Animo, hopefully we'll see him next Saturday in the run to the Rose and he's that dominant favourite in the Golden Rose. But he's going to meet these horses. This this run to the Rose next Saturday is going to be fantastic. And that remark trialled like a yes. bomb the other day. He trialled like a bomb. A race, a good race. That's the uh, the Golden Rose market. At this stage, we're just waiting on confirmation where the Golden Rose will be run. Uh, it uh, it won't be run at Rose Hill. There'll be no racing at Rose Hill in the foreseeable future. Kembla Grange is the host of the run to the Rose next Saturday before we come back to Ramwick for the meeting following. Now, let's have a look at Zaki. Uh, the real star of the show yesterday. Everyone was waiting to see how he'd come back after these phenomenal performances in Brisbane. He was put on the map with his Doncaster win, but he went to another level, a uh, Doncaster run, he went to another level in Brisbane. What was he going to come back like? Well, this is how he come back. Yeah, it was amazing. I think he, he just landed in a beautiful spot and travelled in a, a 1400 metre race like I'd never thought he would. And uh, well, just class, just class, away he goes. Um, I heard, um, I think James McDonald give an interview to someone at Racing New South Wales, by Ray Hickson. He described him as he described him as he feels like King Kong the way he struts around. And you know, I'd I'd be more thinking, you know, something like Muhammad or Ali because he, he he dances like a butterfly and he stings <laughs> like a bee. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. He's uh, there was nothing on TV last night. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> he's come up with that one. <laughs> well, it just reminds me because he's so he prays. Yeah. He's nimble. He yeah. dances. Yeah. And he stings. Yeah. And he is a beauty. Oh look, I don't know what he beat there. He, Romeo is. Getting on a bit, but first up, but you don't have to look behind him. So you're saying if he could talk, he'd say, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am the greatest. Do you remember the JRA plate where Paths of Glory beat him? Yes. Unbelievable to think <laughs> that he is now the horse that he is. And I think the fact that he had, James will say, like the confidence that he got from winning the Hollandale has been able to get, the Manabelle's obviously been able to get the best out of him as well. And... That is now what you see, a confident racehorse who can, looks like he's got the cox plate at his mercy. I mean, it's very early to say, but he's, um, you know, very, very talented. It's very hard to say, have the cox plate at your mercy. That's a pretty hard race mm. to win, mm. and there's going to be more opposition than that. And I'm starting to think, you know, just looking, a mile might be his best distance. There's a chance of that, but he'll get through 2,000 around the valley. So, um I'd love to see him in the George Main against Very Elegant, but yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, I don't know what they're pro he probably goes to a race like the Underwood. I, that's the, the gut feeling I'm getting. I thought you might have a scoop there, being so close to yeah. the joint. You know, I wouldn't tell you. Just anyway. anything, something, anything. I wouldn't tell you anyway. I told you that. Well, geez, you're solid. Jeez. Um, well, uh, let's hear from Adam Nisham uh, and James McDonald.
Just the last couple of weeks, you've just really noticed a change in him. He's got a couple of little quirks. I mean, on the whole, on the whole he's quite straightforward, but um, the fresher he gets, the better he is, and I've just seen that side of him over the last couple of weeks. Now you've got to decide what to do. You go to a mile, but where? Yeah, we go to a mile or, or we go to 1800 in the Underwood. Um, we'll just see how he pulls up and, and work that out next week. Obviously, there's a few logistics to work out if he's to go down to Melbourne. Um, but he'll certainly have one run down there before the Cox Plate. Um, it's whether he has two. But we'll, we'll uh, let the dust settle, see how he comes through. And um, look, he's going to be hard to beat wherever he goes. Anyone could have won on him today. He was electric, um, put a good field to... Shame and did it easily, so God help us, these borders open. <laughs> I want to get there for a, down there, but uh, he's he's going to be a he's just a, he just oozes a lot of confidence and he's he's going through his through the grades really well. Not well, big grades, but yeah, going through them really well. What do you think of him in comparison to last preparation when he was racing in Queensland? Um, he, not, not much to be honest. He um, he's just a very confident confident horse um, and I've rode him when I, got, when I got beat on him here and he didn't give me that same feel as he did up in Queensland and it was like that Hollandaise just just sparked him and he now now he, he struts around like he owns a joint and he knows he's King Kong so um, yeah no he's, he's going well it's obviously up to Annabelle to set him set him a track to a cox plate and He'll be there with flying colours on, I would have thought. All right. Now, if logistically Zaki can't get to Melbourne for any reason, well, selfishly we'd love to see what we'd see we'd here. We'd love to see him Zarky here. Zaki V, very elegant. What would happen? Well, the first thing that happened would be, um, Chris, it's James here. Um, look, we've got a little bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nature strip's flying, isn't it? You know, but we've got a little bit of a problem, but I don't think that'll happen. They got my hunger. But it'd be good theatre. Yeah. It'd be a clunk <laughs> on the other end of the phone. Uh, well, that's it's right. It's hard Look, at the top, you know that. It's very hard at the top. James McDonald's got problems, but they're good problems. Yeah. Riding so many great horses, he can have his. So pick you of... think you think you sh he should ride? Well, well not I'm you not think. saying what he should do. So, but I'm I'm asking. So, who would you ride, Zach? You're very elegant. Who would you ride, Ronnie? I don't know. I no, go on, have a go. Oh, well, I would ride. I would want to ride Zaki. I would look at the weather forecast. The first thing I Zaki do. looks an easier ride, so I would like to ride Zaki. <laughs> yeah, good point. But I, I think if it's wet, like, you know, where she she can excel, and she's you know, she, he, he he's the name on everyone's lips mm. at the moment. But does she still the reigning? Mm. You know, she's still the reigning. That's exactly right. We yeah, see something on. Me. We see something on. The Saturday just gone, and we forget about the the two Saturdays ago. Exactly. When you you see her walk into the yard, and you think, well, there's a champion. Mm. But the clash would be something, wouldn't it? Something. A mile at Ramwick. Yeah. Zaki and very elegant. And we Mwanga. may not see it. Zaki very elegant, Mwanga. and Adam Mwanga, who yeah. beat very elegant last start. What's she doing with Mwanga? I think George Main. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Something in here. Mwanga to the George Main, and Zaki goes elsewhere. Um, Rightio. That's uh, just. Well, they were, they were the, the real highlights of the day, but there was more to come, and we'll have a look at that after the break. Okay, the Furious Stakes, uh, Jamea, unlucky in the very messy first leg of the Princess Series, the uh, Silver Shadow, uh, comes out here 
there she is last, wins the second league brilliantly. Yeah, well, I think that's the word, brilliantly. And didn't well, we thought she'd run really well, and she did look a bit unlucky in the silver shadow, but ridden patiently here, boy, oh boy, what a huge sprint um, she displayed here, coming from second last, um, and you'd have to say very, very impressive. Uh, Rabadira went much better than what she trialled. Um, there's Mallory, I think she's ticking over beautifully for the longer race. Uh, what else do we want to say here? I thought Chapnaj Marty was going to burst through here when she got clear, so I'd have to say disappointing. Uh, Enterprise Pom led up um, and give a really good sight at odds there. And I think there's a sleeper in yearning out wide late for the longer races as well. And Dan, Dan Andretti, she knuckled over at the start. She travelled and she, you'd have to say uh, the jury's out. She's surely better than that. She's surely better than that. I think we maybe she just has to come back a notch, get her confidence up, because she's too nice a filly uh, to judge on that run. But all in all, uh, the winner really excelled there uh, yesterday. Yep, shouldn't have been able to come from last and beat those horses, well, those fillies, the way that she did. That was... That was it, it either tells you one of two things. All of those are no good, or she's the best of them and very good. So... I'm not entirely sure. Still, there's still the mm. juries out. Seems like a different one's winning it. At, well, there is a different one winning it each week. I did have a look at the stewards' report to see if there was anything in it about D and Andretti, and they just said that it being only her second run, the solid tempo of the race um, just made her, you know, sort of run out of her comfort zone, and the fact that she missed the start as well. So she was vetted. There was no abnormalities, and they're going to get back to uh, the stewards on future race plans. Big moment for that young man, Brock Ryan. Huge moment. moment, huge moment, and, then, and uh, Robert and Luca, the horses are flying at the mm. moment, they're going really well and uh, this uh, young man's a, a part of the team and it's a real good little team there because all their horses are running really well, even the horses that have hit their benchmark, you know, they Toki run well yesterday, I thought El Bambino run really well, mm. uh, so all their horses are, are delivering to their, to their level. Well, here is uh, one of the... Uh, uh, co-trainers along with his dad Robert here's Luke Price and also their apprentice who rose to the occasion Brock Ryan. We've known it for a little while and um, it was very pleasing today to have Brock on her back to get the job done and look she gave him a big start and she's just got this electric turn of foot and um, it's going to take her a long way. Did he convince you how did the ride come about for Brock once Tommy got outed? Um, look I probably left the decision, we waited for Tommy's um, suspension to be confirmed on the Wednesday and you sort of lose a couple of those big jockeys because they're booked so far out and mum and dad were the biggest voters really, they wanted Brock on and I'm more than happy to have Brock on, I'd put him on all of them because he knows the horses so well and um, the owners stuck solid to us and when none of the real good jockeys were available and you know we sort of made a mind up a long way that Brock was going to ride because look, November last year when we first gave her a jump out this, this filly and Brock said he'd be just going to the gates on her. He'd given her a gallop a couple of days earlier that he thought she was special and um, she's just lived up to it every, every time we've stepped her out to the races and got better and better. We've won two Group 2s now, so I'd be tempted not to take on the boys and go around in the Golden Rose. Luke's got her flying this prep. She's come back even better than as a t she was as a two-year-old. Um, he rides all her work. He, he lets me have a sit on her probably once a month. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, she's going super. And just the way her racing pattern is these days, I think there's no problem with going further. What did you think when you were back in the field? Did you think that you were left your run on, or timed your run to perfection? 
was just a little bit worried the horses I was on the back of, wolves and yearning and whatnot, they, they just weren't right in the mark. I didn't think they were going to take me very far and I sort of got in panic mode and, and pushed me way out and lucky enough I had the, the filly with the best turn of foot in the race. She's awesome. I'm stoked. Um, I, when Tommy got out and uh, suspended, I was actually told Luke I'm... I know I'm not going to ride her and we were actually liaising with who to put on and I was giving him ideas of what riders would suit her and anyways I ended up on her and it's amazing just to get the win and yeah, it's awesome. There's barbers around the nation with nothing to do, we'd love to get their hands on that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd pay overs at the moment too. He would, there'd be a tip. $26 in the Golden Rose, that's where they want to head and she's $11 in the flight stakes. There's only one filly ever won the Golden Rose and that was Forensics and she did it not in the spring but in the autumn because it was the year of EI and they, we missed a Golden Rose in that spring and it was held over for about six months. Uh, so, you know, from EI to COVID, maybe it's the time for a filly to do it. It's tough work. Uh, what an hour it was for Kembla Grange. Jamea comes out and wins the Furious and in the Chelmsford it was Kerry Parker's Think It Over who wins... Uh, a big race, a Group 2. He's already a Group 1 winner of the George Ryder, and here he is, and Nash at his best. Yeah, it was. He, it was Nash at his best. He read the race. Um, looked a bit hairy here, straightening up. When Rio Dini looked like he still had more to offer, but uh, this horse wanted it, didn't he? He wanted it. He's, a, he's an underrated horse, although the market gravitated to him late here. He, 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 he Nash you know, pushed him right over the line in that last stride. And he was sprinting, running away from the pack here, Riadini, uh, who might run well in another Epsom like he did last year. The blinkers back on were um, worked on him. Montefilia, beautiful return. Uh, she's on target to, to be a force in anything she contests. Oh, I fell into that trap, that Cascadian. Um, he was off the bit early there, and, and uh, he can bounce back, but he's, he's hard to catch, isn't he? But the winner, plenty of desire, and I think he might still have more to come. You know, who's to say, you know, he's going to be hard to beat in the George Main, and he could run well in a Cox Plate in his own right. Yep, he was, he actually presented a lot bigger this time around first up and he looked as though he'd taken great improvement into this run to yesterday in the Chelmsford that Nash stated after the race that he thought he still had more improvement, he had a big blow and I can see that he could invariably improve so that takes him again you know to another, he has to obviously go to another level and keep improving and that's going to be something that his condition will enable him to do. Just a couple of horses that I noted from that race, shared ambition obviously he was, they were going to ride him a bit more conservatively but that's just his natural racing style, he puts himself up on speed, he's got quite a lot of improvement in him. Fun fact He's also got a lot of improvement still to come, and so did Montefilia, who I thought ran really well. Mm. She heads towards the Kingston Town. Okay, good right. race for her. Uh, after the race, let's go and hear from Kerry Parker and Nash Willa. Top of the straight, I thought he was going to pick him up a lot better than he did, you know, but uh, credit to the inside horse, he kept kicking, and uh, my bloke just come with a little bit of help from Nash, has uh, uh, stuck his head out on the line. So you felt confident, you thought it might have been a bit easier than that? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought sort of, you know, when we popped out at uh, probably 300 to go, I, I was pretty confident he'd, he'd run over the top of him, but uh, yeah, it went down to the dot. What are you going to do? That, that's two weeks from the Wink Stakes to the Chelmsford. Do you come back and have a crack at the George Main? I'd say so. I think that's where you, you uh, can probably work out the rest of your preparation from there, you know. Uh, there'll be a few more good ones in that, but uh, no, absolutely thrilled for... Uh, 
Richard Johnson, you know, he's, uh, he's bred some good horses, but to race one, uh, he'd be at home bouncing around his lounge room. Yeah, look, it's been going well, Rudani. I sort of really wanted to ride him last night, actually, in, in the Hawkesbury, but um, look, I, I sort of thought at the 250, we, we've got him, we've got him, we've got him, and then it just kept picking up. Um, Rudini, uh, just being one of gaze and so fit. But look, full credit to my bloke. Look, Glenn Boss told me a month ago this horse is really a horse of the future. Didn't feel he'd really uh, completely fulfilled his, uh, fulfilled his potential. And, um, you know, look, I think the horse just showed his qualities in and he can go into better things from here. Well, he's $13 in the Epsom, think it over. That's the market there for the Group 1 Epsom on the long weekend, October the 2nd. We'll take a break and uh, we'll come back with more. We'll go back to the first and see what happened in the highway. Back to race number one on the program, the Tab Highway. It was won by Jerry. Well, Jerry just pulled something out of the hat here because he was three, four deep, no cover the whole way, left everything, no excuses. Um, so if Jerry can reproduce this performance going forward, uh, who knows, he might be a smart horse. Uh, this is only sixth race start, but... Um, a complete dominant performance, I thought. Um, in what, on paper, looked a pretty good highway field. Just, he was fantastic from the back. Uh, Mr. Hustle from that wide draw had to give a lot of start and did a great job. Molly Nails, no excuses, had her chance there first up. Um, Foxy LaBelle did uh, what she does. And I thought 10 bells went okay, uh, considering that wide draw again. So it's a, she's a lightly raced mare. Um, also by, I think they both by Nakoni, so... Uh, I really like her 10 bells. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought she just got all favours winning last start, might have been flattered, but that she proved that wasn't a fluke there. Yeah, and she's, I think she's got a lot more upside than a lot of that field. Mm. Couple that were disappointing, Tara Jasmine, we expected more, and we had to forgive Parksville, he had a slow recovery, I read there. Yes, and I had a look also um, at, Tara, I looked through the stewards report and had a look to see what they said about Tara Jasmine, because I couldn't quite work out whether what happened? Yeah. she had, she did have interference, but she was also disappointing, and that's what Rachel King stated. She had the interference, but she also felt like she was disappointing. She said, uh, apply the blinkers and step her up in trip. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go and hear from James Innes, Jr. His runs before it looked like he'd had sort of every chance and was a little bit plain. Uh, but full credit to the team, he, he bounced fair. Horse that can usually get out and get running, but didn't have an ounce of luck. We were three and four wide the whole way, and look, it's probably, probably worked out better for him, giving him that bit of room. Your manager, Josh Barrett, was quite confident with him today. Talk us through that. He was. He... Uh, don't want him to get too much of a big head, but he's not a bad judge. He, uh, yeah, he said, obviously, I've only got a handful of rides today, but he said, he said, by far my best chance is to sing in the highway and give it a confident ride, which I did sitting four wide. But now, nah, full credit to the team; they did a good job with him. On to uh, race number two, and Selber Rose got back into the winners list yesterday with McDonald going straight to the front. Yeah, he took no prisoners here. There were some queries on the maps whether she could get control back to 1100, but once that happened. Uh, dries the key to her, she's very fit, she's above average and she, she did it really well. In saying that, 
and she had a lot to do dragging back from the wide draw shake and I thought hers was, um, she should have got a lot closer. She would have made it very interesting if she would have drawn barrier here first up without an official barrier trial. On Florage sat with the winner and was just outpointed by her. Um, Nagstrich just got a little further back than expected there. Spiranak, improvement to come and Patino Ruby was okay but um, Johnny on the spot wasn't she, she was in the right race, right time and uh, did what she, um, what we expected she'd do. Yep, uh, just a fitter horse, I think the second horse has got more upside mm, though. Mm, I think so. Uh, here's Chris and James. She's done a great job, the last few runs have been very consistent and I think we've finally worked out. She's a speed horse that likes to be up on the pace and she was beaten by a good horse last start in quick time and she's done a good job today. She did it comfortably today? She did, yeah, very comfortably. Um, James is headed in, yeah, in control a long way from home, didn't he? And uh, what a pleasure to, to win this race, named after Nini. It was a pretty sad day for everybody yesterday watching at home. Um, yeah, our thoughts are with Murray and the family and uh, yeah, it still hasn't really sunk in, has it? Huge thrill to win that in honour of Nini. She's a Obviously, uh, she showed as much courage as that me did there, so it was very fitting she um, got past the line in first place, but um, huge thrill, and she'll be sadly missed, but never forgotten. So, um, yeah, she was really good this fair. She jumped well and controlled the race and dashed home. It was a nice performance. OK, what does that say? Last days, September 8, midnight, and we are drawing on the 9th. Thursday the 9th, you're going to know your fate. Tickets will be coming out of the machine and 14 of them. And good luck to anyone who picks up a ticket because you can do deals and get a horse in the Kosciuszko. Now, um, Spiranak yesterday went round in that race we just showed you. Um, we had Handle the Truth, fantastic in the Concord. Um, and the highway was just a little bit flat, wasn't it? Because we thought there might have been a few horses to really... There. Mm. Mr Hustle certainly was, was okay, good. Yeah. Has Brett Kavanagh come out and said, it's me, is available? Is she going to be ready? Well, he's, uh, from what I hear, he is preparing her for the Kosciuszko. Okay. He, he, is, he is, unless things go amiss again, she's been prepared for the Kosciuszko. So I think we've got a package coming out on uh, Brett okay. Kavanagh with It's Me very, very soon, which will be played on Sky. But we won't really know until she gets back and has a trial. We'll have yeah. no idea. No yeah. idea. Well, we, we know she's talented. Yeah. We know she's very talented. Uh, so that was uh, Silver Rose and the Kosciuszko tickets, midnight Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 8th of September. Now, the third, the midway. This is the first horse to win two midways. Uh, Christian Buchanan has used the midways beautifully with Casino Mondial. Yeah, and she's just had him peeking up. He's, he's racing in really good hard. I, just, I thought this was the ride of the day. He just he settled him in a beautiful spot, uh, Jean Van Overmeyer, and, and then just waited, 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 and didn't really ask him for the... I think he knew he had them covered, and then he just, he just let him go that last 50 metres and um, I thought it was a polished ride, a polished ride which made the difference here. Helps when you're back to it. It does help when you're back to it. Don't you start. It does help. <laughs> the rides are always better when you're on the winner. They look outstanding. I've never seen a bad losing a winning exactly. ride. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Toki, well, she's racing in good heart without winning. Duchess of Windsor is an improver. 
Um, it's hard to dissect these midways, you know, they're, they're not going to go to flying heights. Our Bambino, now that's two good runs uh, from him. Always sure, disappointed. Um, he got on the winner's back and I thought he was going to surge up, but he wasn't as uh, effective as last time. Yeah, just to back up your what you found with our Bambino, he just needed that last run as well. Mm. So he's one that I had in my notes that still had improvement. All right. Lizzie did a fantastic interview with John Van Overmeer, but technical difficulties, the mic broke. Mm. Mm. We can't bring you that. Best, yeah. well, it you was one of your best interviews yeah. ever. You were supposed to change the batteries before the Here's Along a, with everything else I've got to do. Here's Christian Buchanan. My staff do a huge job and full credit to them. They, they treat these horses like they're their babies and, and I'm so proud of them and I'm so proud of this horse. What did you think when he started to launch down the outside to get out after them? Oh, I, was, I was a little nervous early in the run because he looked a bit unsettled and I thought he might just use a bit of petrol pulling if the tempo wasn't right for him. but. When I saw him get into the clear at the right part of the race, I, I knew he'd be honest to the line and it was a really well-rated ride by Jean. He's relishing everything he's doing at the moment. He's just a really happy horse and um, I think he feels in his element and he's going to the races feeling very in control and very confident. And you've been able to target this Midway series and you've won two of them with this horse. Yes. This is amazing for us. Um, the Midway series is, is such a great incentive. It gets us to town. It gets you over that hump of being nervous about going to Metropolitan Racing. And, um, I, you know, full, full credit to Racing New South Wales and, and, and their thoughts on this because it's terrific for us provincial trainers. You'll, you'll keep coming back for more. 100%. Uh, they got a deep pool of uh, three-year-olds, Godolphin, and here is uh, Brigantine's win yesterday, the uh, first of a double for James Cummings. Yeah, nice horse. Um, he might be still raw and work in progress. He gets a bit warm, doesn't he? He's, he, he Very he's warm. A nice enough horse, though. <laughs> yep. He, when he won first up on the Kenzo, he was pretty full of beans on that occasion and um, anyway look, he's a horse that gets very hot in the yard he's been he's not didn't run up to expectations last night I thought she did an excellent job with this horse he is not easy mm -hmm. and it just shows you you don't need to be male or female to work out these types of horses you've just got to have good hands which is what she has she sat on him and and just sort of let him do his thing but also taught him a lot yesterday so good job from Rachel yeah, he has upside. Um, super effort was very good again. Uh, hot spring gold. He was strong late. He might be worth trying at a mile now. Uh, hot spring gold. Uh, Starman was okay. Um, I want to follow uh, Prince Invincible. I think has to come back to 1,200 metres. And I want to follow Tony B. Yep. Uh, when Tony gets to a mile, and if he gets a wet track in between time, he's. Um, I think he's one of these typical... Kiwis that Chris Waller will get going. I, I think he was there to fit enough to run well yesterday. Yeah. It was just the makeup of the race didn't suit him. The two that you have to, like, I think that you have to follow are Tony B and Brigantine. I think the winner has yeah. got a lot of upside. Agree. Let's hear from James Cummings and Rachel King. Canned out dreadfully last time at Kembla. It was, um, it was a, it was a disaster from the moment he was half slow away, and then, and then, and then dug up to get to a spot. So. Rachel had him in a really nice position with a good map this morning on paper. It looked like it was going to work out and you were just the, the favourite just needed to get under the rail for him and he just was able to get into that, uh, he was just able to like, cruise into the race which suits the horse and, uh, and he's, he's, a, he's an interesting colt. He's, he's, a, he's a classy son of a stern who 
looks to have a future. I think that winning a race here against these older horses should really toughen him up for potentially uh, uh, tackling something a little stronger. He, uh, he, he's one to follow, I think, because he's, you know, he's justifying the way he's training at home. He's definitely got a mind of his own. He, I went 100 miles an hour onto the track today, but look, once he got that little bit of cover, um, he did relax better today um, and, and showed what he can really do. So, look, I think, as you said, he, he's still very raw and still got a lot to learn. So when he puts it all together, he's going to be a lovely horse. The ability is there. It's just a, a case of getting everything right in a race like you did today and hopefully that going forward through this preparation. Yeah, definitely. And look, the more times he can obviously do that and come off well and get his head in front, um, hopefully the more confidence he can get and, you know, mature into a beautiful horse. Let's go to the ninth, 1200 benchmark 78. Here's Geist ambushing King of Sparta. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was just a lovely tacti tactical ride by you. He found the favourites back. He peeled off and pounced and she's a mare that's always really lifted second up. A uh, little jar out of the track played into her hands where, you know, the, the favourite was beaten but not disgraced. You know, covered, he, he just didn't get any cover. I'd say no issue with him finding the right part of the track by this stage of the day. And, and when Geist gets to him, he doesn't throw it away. But she was too good for him on the day. Other than that, well, uh, Lancaster Bomber is as honest as they come. He, he carried that big weight and he's, he, he was very good. So here's another one of these uh, Chris Waller horses I want to follow. And the two to follow out of this race are Bullfinch, who is work in progress. I think he might be a little bit of a hothead. They're just trying to get him to come back underneath him. And he, he, he was ridden very quietly to run on very hard late there. And Gran Ramore is the other one. Um, she will win races this preparation. But... Uh, just too good a ride uh, by Bowman. He was uh, right on the, uh, on the, in the right spot at the right time. A couple of other horses, and I think this is a race that we can follow, uh, obviously if they get put into the right races. Golly, I'm lucky. Yeah, I had no luck. And Reformist as well, both mm. hitting the line strongly. And they had, Golly, I'm lucky. If you go watch the replay again, he oh, had no. absolutely no luck at all. I didn't pick that up till last night, actually. It was a good run. We had steady rain from about Zaki's race onwards and that just did the track no favours yesterday. It wasn't heavy rain, it was it was just steady and it constant. And there yeah. was lots of kickback on that yeah. track yesterday. I don't know what they've put on it. Maybe they've, they're treating it to keep it uh, going with the rain coming. They put something on it, but there was just spraying back all this, this fill. Mm. And there was only a couple of races where they ran good track times, wasn't there? There was Zaki's race and, and obviously Nature Strip as yeah, well. So, so it was... A little bit off. It, it was a little bit off, yeah. Uh, here's uh, James Cummings and Hugh Bowman. Probably wasn't a bad thing for guys because it just got her the chance to just calm the nerves a bit and settle down. And uh, clearly everything was in order. And uh, Hugh had a good plan going into it. He executed it marvellously with the, getting the back of King of Sparta was a, was the uh, well it was the, uh, the master stroke of a top jockey wasn't it so uh, he, he's, uh, he just got the drop there late and and two good horses went to the line I think she's in for a good preparation and good to see her justifying the faith we had on her to keep her going this time in and hopefully we can go in search of better races. She was very well before the race and a bundle of energy and then it worked out really well. I was able to find the back of J-Max throughout and got a really smooth cut into it, but she was really strong late and uh, James has got her in fine form and she's in for a good campaign. Yeah, James said he might try and potentially get some black type with her this campaign. Do you think that's...? I, I think that's well within her reach and there's lots of options for a horse like her now, both here and in Melbourne, so I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a wonderful time looking for it. 
All right, Bjorn Baker watching on as they were loading into the barriers and Matawa Tarpe played up in the gates, had to be a scratching, but he was left with Soldier of Love and he went home with a $45 winner. Oh, I'd like to do some stats. I'll leave the, the stat statisticians to uh, yes. work it out, how much you'd be winning if you backed Bjorn Baker in the last race over the last 12 months. I can tell you, would be winning plenty. Uh, but, look, he, he ran really well first up. And I don't think it was any surprise that he won, even though it's always easy to make a case for him after they win. Look, this is just messy, messy, messy by this stage of the day. I don't know what to what what to think of the race. It's Lily. She was very good once she got back on the softer track, or she was very good winning the Coffs Harbour Cup prior to that. Uh, big boy Roy's always snapping at their heels. Uh, Zarek, I thought, was excellent. Thought he was going to win at some stage there. And I think we've got to be forgiving for a few that may not have handled the ground, but an, an impossible race for me to try and analyse there, I must say. A tissue just got so far out of her ground. I just I never I had her getting so far back. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, her effort was great. Uh, did Kieran say it was the, she hated the kickback coming back on her? And she said once she got out and, and away from the, um, the kickback that she did pick up. So mm. maybe she didn't like all the mess coming back in her face. Well, she's a Kiwi, she should be used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tarpi obviously has got to trial to the satisfaction of the stewards after he kicked out. Just bad luck, kicked out and got his leg caught Caught up there. the back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, big boy Roy, if you're looking for a big improver fitness-wise, he's your one. Mm -hmm. uh, off to a break with Bjorn Baker and Rachel King. The highs and lows of racing. One minute, Matawatapi scratched. Yeah. I thought, well, there goes our main chance. And I, I, but saying that, I gave Soldier of Love a good e-trade chance. His run first up was very good. He's always so genuine. And I think Rachel had a bit of confidence when she came out. She said, I'll just sit probably second or third, get to the right part of the track and, and rode him accordingly. And you can keep just setting him for benchmark races, can't you? Because he's a, he's a toiler. Oh, he's, he's been a great horse, and, and big thanks to Richard and Lily after his first start. I said at Bathurst when he ran seventh, this, this bloke might not be for us, and uh, he's just kept improving, and I, I think he's a better horse again. So uh, the highs and lows of racing, and uh, it might be raining, but it's still a great day at Ramwick. It sure is. Geez, you've, you've, uh, you've really pepped yourself up now, haven't you? <laughs> what was best tote? I missed it. <laughs> His horses. Just a model of consistency. You can't fault him. Like he always turns up and runs a good race. I thought his first up run was was good. Um, probably had more credit to it than what it sort of looked on paper. And he always improves a lot for that run as well. And what do you think of him moving forward? Is he's a model of consistency, but could he potentially take another step and 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 get in in stronger races? Oh, look, I hope so. Um, I know the owners sort of bred him, and it would be a huge thrill for them if he could take that next step. And there's no reason why he won't. The way he started off this preparation. is trying to get a run badly, bailed away. Scorched Earth takes the lead at the 150. Zuzarella's the threat. Scorched Earth joined by Zuzarella. Zuzarella takes the lead inside the 100. She's powering away, and Zuzarella won it from Larkspur Run. Literary magnate through for third, mac and cheese four. There were some runs in this. Streets of Avalon around the corner at the 200 metres, leaves the fence. There's a run for Elephant. Here's Nonconformist joining in with Shot of Irish Superstorm back on the fence. Elephant takes the lead at the 150 from Streets of Avalon. Sierra Sue, the chosen one under the arches. Elephant just in front. Superstorm up on the fence. They go to the line. Dead photo. Elephant 
Royal Superstorm. Photo third, the chosen one non-conformer streets of Avalon, Sierra. All right, uh, a couple of barrier trials to show you uh, during the week. Jamie Richards. Uh, Entrevier's mm. been here for a little while and Amaralina has joined the crew. Uh, this is Entrevier trialling on September 2. Uh, Jamie Richards, I mean, he's got the invitation for, um, for these mares, a $2 million race on October 23. They'd both be, uh, be well within their reach. Two very good mares. I can't wait to see them on the track. Very good mares. Yeah, they look like they move through there. But they look like they've settled into racing here very, very nicely with that trial. And uh, Amaralina went round. And Tiger of Malay has had that trial. So I'm, we're assuming, he, is he going to the run of the rose? We, I'd say so. Yeah. He, he's fit horse, he's well, he's off a win, and he, he moves beautifully. So he's obviously doing well, the trialling between runs. So, um, yeah, he's around the mark, but uh, it's going to be a... A bit of a race that run to the rose. And there's Amaralina in the Tiaco Colours, uh, a New Zealand Oaks winner. So when you look at the market for the invitation, he's got Probability, he's got Entrevier. Uh, Mother Earth's a an interesting one. Aidan O'Brien might be in town. Yeah, we'll get on to that. And apparently he's serious. Yep. Um, so, well, the Golden Path starts this week. We might get some... We might have to get on to Aiden. You might have to lead with this. Well, we might Mother have Earth. to. Yeah. I'll get my staff onto it. Will that be a studio-based show or um, via the home channel? I think it might be through the home channel. Right, because yeah. there's certain people who can't get out of lockdown. I know. And, that, and never look likely to get out. Our host, he, we might never see him again. No, that's right. <laughs> he's enjoying it. I'm sure he's enjoying it. Oh, he'd be it. loving it. I think he sounds great. Huh? You know, he sounds great when he's um, at home. Munsey we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Munsey. Yeah. Sadly uh, missed. Thank you. Thank you. Great Thank show. You. See you guys. Looking and forward to next week. We're going to Kembla. Yes. Uh, to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah.